the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pat Vitucci program guests and Craig Roberts are not affiliated with Proxy Freedom LLC or United Planners Financial Services unless otherwise noted on the show. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Proxy Freedom is not liable for any third-party content. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Advisory services offered through Proxy Freedom LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, Pat Fatucci, with over 30 years experience in the world of finance and investment planning, with special emphasis on retirement planning. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat, we were talking a bit related to long-term financial planning, how much we need to be setting aside dutifully in short-term, medium-term, and of course, long-term retirement savings via, say, a 401k or an IRA, and understanding how to calculate one's total net worth so that once you reach retirement, you have a clear understanding of the totality of assets available to you at your disposal that could potentially be leveraged in retirement. Help us understand how do we calculate all that? Basically, your net worth after the age of 55, let's say, is generally in the neighborhood of a million and a half bucks. That's kind of average net worth for the average American. So if you're 55 or older and you got a million and a half dollars, you're kind of average. Who would have thought if your net worth was over a million? Years ago, we thought, wow, if you have a million dollars, you're a rich guy. You could afford a Cadillac and a fancy vacation every year. A million dollars doesn't go that far any longer. And and the average net worth is a million, million and a half bucks. So these are interesting times that you look at the macro view, you look at the micro view, and you're certainly challenged by deciding where in the world should I invest my money? The answer is it depends on when you want to use the money. And if you're going to retire tomorrow, you've got to look at what is your net worth generate in terms of cash flow. Net worth is a cool thing and it strokes your ego, but it doesn't stroke your checking account when you have to have money in there to pay for the PG&E bill that has gone up significantly. If you have a mortgage and it's adjustable or if you have to go in and buy a new home, the cost there, as we know, is a lot more expensive. So cash flow becomes much more important as you approach retirement and calculating your net worth and what will that derive in terms of a real monthly check that's sustainable and reliable and something you can count on. And if this world economy goes the other way and 
we're now suddenly in a World War III because Iran and Iraq has joined Hamas, and this gets uglier by the day, and, and then President Xi decides to take some action on Taiwan, and Ukraine continues to smolder. How much can America continue to send overseas? Hundreds of billions of dollars that we don't have, we're printing money, makes me very anxious. And so the average investor has got to look at that and say, okay, I need to be ultra conservative because the federal government is not acting conservative or responsibly, in my view. Yeah, our home values are wonderful, but it's just on paper and that can change in a New York minute, as they say, and it could be cut in half very easily if all some of these fragile issues we've been talking about turns to you know what. So macro issues, I think that need deliberation and a serious portfolio review with a local financial advisor, I think is absolutely critical during this period of time, Craig. And let's drill down for a moment, Pat, even deeper. I picked up a copy of the Wall Street Journal. And when I saw a headline story, and this is in the last couple of days, I thought, Pat's moonlighting. <laughs> Look at that. He's writing for the Wall Street Journal. Well, it turns out he isn't, but it certainly might suggest that somebody at the Wall Street Journal has been listening to this program. The title of the headline story, Your Set It and Forget It 401k Made You Rich, But No More. Subtitled, Stock and Bond Portfolios That Worked for the Past 40 Years Aren't Ready for What's Coming. And the first line of the article Investors were not in Kansas anymore. Now, that seems to be flashing a warning sign right off the pages of the Wall Street Journal in the last few days to suggest that there is a pivot that we are in the middle of right here. That notion that we opened up a 401k 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, when we first got hired, and we made some choices. They seem to be good ones. Historically and up until recent reports seem to do okay. Now we're beginning to see a trend in the wrong direction. And of course, this goes on to suggest that as we're seeing long-term treasury yields hitting the highest levels in 16 years, there's a yin and yang balance here. What some goes up, others go down. So as you look at a story like that, that again, you could have written, set it and forget it, 401k made you rich, but no more. What is the serious call to action here? And I know folks are thinking, Pat, Craig, we're going to be looking at the holidays soon. Do I really want to stop down and be thinking about the performance of my 401k? After all, I've got to do Christmas shopping. I've got to go buy a turkey in a few weeks. What is the prudent investor to do armed with this information in order to respond to what we're seeing going on in the markets and in the world? Greg, our listeners have recently received their quarterly statements I would take those off the dining room table and run down to their financial advisor and look at the asset allocation mix. Where are you invested? What is your mix of stocks and bonds, gold and real estate? Where's your net worth laid out? I think it's critically important. We've got offices throughout the Bay Area. If your guy or gal is too busy or not answering the phone, now's a great time to take those current statements make an appointment with the local person on our team and spend an hour before the turkey, before the Christmas tree shopping, get it done now. So at least you're positioned as smartly as you can for not only the fourth quarter, which is expected to be a good quarter. It's normally Santa Claus time and everybody's spending a lot. And 24 is supposed to be better than 23. 
So the question is, are you in the right industries at the right time? This program has been called Don't Invest and Forget for 30 years for a reason. This is the most critical time I've seen to not ignore your asset allocation mix. You will thank yourself three, five, ten years down the road when you go to retire and you've made some active asset allocation moves. And this is both in terms of the kind of assets that we're in and what that blend looks like. You know, a lot of folks that they want to be slightly conservative might have looked at traditionally, say, a, a 60-40 mix in their investments. Is that still considered to be sufficiently conservative? Of course, no one size fits all. But if you're somebody that is 10 years away for retirement, clearly you begin to shift your thinking as you understand you're going to move from the the growth stage to eventually the distribution stage. So preservation of that capital becomes more and more important, but particularly in light of all of the volatility we're seeing in the markets. We didn't even mention the fact that Putin allegedly has had a pretty significant heart attack. There could be some major churning going on in that part of the world as well that might further upset the apple cart. So somebody who wants to be conservative, quote unquote, what does that mix look like? The answer is it's different for everyone out there. We have 10 different appetites for risk from very aggressive to very conservative There are so many factors that drives, in my view, the proper mix of stocks and bonds, et cetera. Your net worth, your taxable rate, your years until retirement. Are you supporting children? Are you supporting mom and dad? What's your cash flow look like? There are a hundred questions we would want to ask before we talk about and settle in on a specific mix, 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, whatever the answer is. But there are a lot of very easy questions to answer when you come into our office for that free portfolio review. And you conclude with a pretty persuasive argument on where you should be. Again, you could you can say, no, I don't want to be that conservative. I want to be much more aggressive or vice versa. We're influenced by the subjectivity of your feelings, that's certainly a factor. But you need to have that dialogue to identify what's comfortable for you and if you're married, you and your spouse. Over the certainly last year, we've come to understand that there are a variety of threats that can be tossed at us by life, whether it be global pandemics, economic downturns, wars, rumors of wars, natural disasters, things of this sort. And while certainly that's true to the quality of our everyday living, there are also some significant threats that are posed to your retirement. What exactly are these threats and how can you best be prepared to deal with them? Some insights now from our host, 30-plus year money manager, Pat Vitucci. And Pat, it'd be great if we could kind of just go along not worrying about a thing or have a crystal ball that told us the moment before disaster strikes when it would hit and where so we could be properly prepared and and react accordingly. But unfortunately, life isn't that way. But we certainly do know this, and that is if the unexpected can happen to threaten the quality of our retirement, it possibly will. Yeah, especially post-COVID. We've learned a lot about ourselves after this uh, COVID life that we've lived for a year plus. And there's always threats to retirement, but somehow 
they were put under a microscope living through this um, pandemic. One I think is significant for a lot of people, those children we had, those wonderful little things, grew up, they moved out, they got a job, and the pandemic hit, and oh my gosh, they moved back in. They lost their job, or they just couldn't keep up with the madness of keeping their own place. So kids moved back in, and guess what? You love your kids, a lot of emotion, you're going to take care of them, chips are down, mom and dad step up, of course they are, but very subtly, they start to siphon off some of that retirement money that was yours and your spouse's, or if you're a single parent, it was your your money that was going to last the rest of your life. So we get this whole confluence of confusion. You know, we love our kids, we're emotional about it, but then the pragmatism of them costing us money, maybe you got to pick up their cell phone bill, maybe you got to pick up their car insurance, maybe their car payment. How about the food? They're taking your food, taking it right out of the cupboard and out of the refrigerator and eating it. And now you got to go down the Safeway twice as many times because kids eat a whole lot more than mom and dad eat, right? So we got to be real careful to be pretty darn deliberate about sitting around the kitchen table and talking about what is their contribution going to be. And that's a hard topic. It's really difficult. So I have to caution our retirees to be pretty careful about kids. It's not the retirement dream you thought about living in your child's fourth bedroom is hardly the magical golden years. I guess another thing we've seen that could be a threat to your retirement is keeping too much house. We know if you've got a giant house, ever-increasing PG&E bills, maintenance costs, issues, we're, we're all kind of guilty of that. And do you need the four- or five-bedroom house with the swimming pool that you don't use and the kids don't visit as often because they moved to Michigan or wherever? Some real introspection needs to be looked at and do I really need this much house? Can I buy down to condo or a small one-story house? Or move 100 miles away and, and buy twice the house for half the price? So that's a certain issue. How about just keeping a mortgage? Do I really want to have a mortgage in retirement? It's interest cost. Do I want to trade off that mortgage payment every month for a trip to Europe once a year or a trip to Hawaii or that fancy new, new car you've been dreaming about. You certainly ha- having a mortgage is certainly um, a big issue. Another one is giving too much money away. We all want to be charitable. We all want to be gracious. We want to maybe pay our grandchild's special education or help with college costs for our grandchild. Maybe even helping our child with his, his or her mortgage payment or their car payment, or they need a need a car. So we've got to help out there. So we've got to be careful not to give too much money away, have clear expectations. As a retiree, you may live 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. That's an issue. Medical expense is certainly a big issue. As we grow older, more and more of our disposable income will go towards spending money on our health care. What if one of our, me or my spouse, needs long-term care, that nursing home expense, either bringing 
a medically trained person in the home to assist with medical issues or simple things like bathing and dressing, and you don't have a a long-term care policy, that can be a bigger and bigger issue. With your house, what about the major expenses? You need a a new roof. You're you're getting some lumber rot on your deck that's going to cost 50 grand to repair. What about your landscape? The whole irrigation system needs to be replaced because it's been there for for a lot of years and now it just isn't working. Or landscaping, you've got to redo the landscaping. There's always issues around a house. Homes are called money pits and so you have to consider what is the expense of keeping that house. Here's another one. The myth of spending less in retirement. In many cases, you can document where you're not going to spend less. You may, in fact, spend more. Yeah, you'll be spending it on different things, hopefully travel and fun stuff and cruises and, you know, nicer gifts for your children and grandchildren. So it's not necessarily you're spending less. You're spending it in a different fashion. You're buying different things. You're not maybe paying a mortgage, but you're spending it on other issues that maybe you hadn't even thought about, maybe more health care costs. Another one is taking a loan against your 401k. Not advisable in your later years. You want to make sure that 401k is growing without a debt against it. So 401k loans are frequently not a solution. Maybe in an emergency, that certainly becomes an issue. How about investing too conservatively? You're all in bonds or you're all in cash and you're not taking advantage of uh, some asset classes that will do better. The government publishes inflation numbers, but between you and me and the lamppost, I think those are ultra conservative numbers that aren't realistic. There are some studies that suggest it is two or three or four times what the government suggests. If if the government is talking about two percent, maybe it's uh, six or eight or even 10 percent depending upon what you're buying and your spending habits. But with the redefinition of inflation, excluding food and fuel, we know your food costs are not going down. How about retiring too early? I hate my job. I hate my boss. I'm burnt out. I want to quit. But maybe you don't really have the financial firing power to have a sustainable guarantee income for the rest of your life. So you got to be realistic and pragmatic about not retiring too early. You've got kids that are in college. And so instead of saving for retirement, you're paying college bills. Wow, that's a big, big mistake. And you're always stuck between a rock and a hard place. Should I pay for college or should my child get a loan in lieu of me pounding away for my retirement? When you retire, you can't take a loan out to sustainably guarantee an income stream. You can't take a loan out for college. And maybe your child needs to step up and start contributing to college in lieu of you not saving for retirement. That's a big, big mistake. Have you factored in inflation and how that's going to affect your spending in retirement? And do you have enough spending power to last for the balance of your life. We've got some wonderful software that's been developed over many, many years that will give you your probability of success of sustainably guaranteeing income for your lifetime. They're pretty reliable numbers. 
And so if you have any thoughts about, do I have enough money, come in and chat with us about how inflation may affect your buying power. Any thoughts, questions, observations about those threats, give us a call. Look forward to it. Welcome back to Don't Invest and Forget. Our special guest, Brian Bravo, he focuses on life insurance, all kinds of products that not only protect a business owner or a family person, but also to add some savings opportunities. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for having me on. So you're on the proxy team. You work in a variety of ways, but you really are specialists in what the IRS calls Section 162, the Executive Bonus Plan. Talk to our listeners about how that can be so instrumental in creating wealth for that business owner in the long run. We do specialize in executive bonus plans under the Section 162 Internal Revenue Code. And um, it's just unique the way we position these plans because we position them according to corporations' tax strategy right, for that business owner. I'll share a little bit, but make sure to always consult your tax expert. When a company, of course, they're showing that they are very profitable, that is going to increase the tax obligation, and that's a good problem to have. Essentially, it means the company is profitable. Owners, however, are always looking for ways to put more of that money in their pocket and pay less than Sam. I think the correct way to say it is, you want to pay the least legal amount in taxes. And traditionally, what the tax professional will suggest to that business owner is that, hey, there's different ways to burn profit here. And usually that means purchasing new equipment, new vehicles for the company. That's great, but many view those expenses as liabilities still because it's taking money out of your pocket and it's not going to be able to be used for the depreciation until the following year. An executive bonus plan, however, does the opposite. It's an asset, so it will put money back into your pocket. Maybe not now, but definitely sometime in the future. And the flexibility of how much you can contribute is another key feature. And you can use the total monies contributed as a tax-deductible expense for that year. So, Brian, we all want to pay our fair share of taxes. That makes absolute sense. But we don't want to pay our unfair share. We don't want to volunteer to pay more than we, we need to. And of course... We always want to confer with the CPA. We are not tax professionals. That's why we always highly recommend a tax professional be part of this equation to derive the best possible combination of utilizing the assets while concurrently building some net worth and using it as a tax deduction. I mean, it's kind of a win-win for the business owner, isn't it, Brian? You are correct, Pat. You are correct. Tax professionals do what they do. They're exceptional, right, at really dissecting um, that person's book and then letting them know what their tax liabilities are. However, they may not be insurance professionals. That's where we come in. We kind of explain this side of the Internal Revenue Code in terms of insurance and how they can utilize an executive bonus to meet their needs. And at the same time, it would be an asset. And so the underlying product can be a whole variety of life insurances, whether it's cash value or other products to support this executive bonus plan, correct? That's correct also, because yes, primarily we use indexed universal life insurance 
you can use a whole life for this, right? And there are um, other reg regulatory standards that uh, you have to abide by, but primarily IULs are the vehicle for these Section 162 plans. So IUL, indexed universal life. And, of course, you want to look at what are the expenses, what are the expected performances. You typically get an illustration of what it would look like over the 5, 10, 15, 20-year period. And that's how you analyze and communicate with that business owner of what the expectations should look like, correct? Yes, that is right, Pat. You do get an illustration. Of course, those are projected numbers. But what we've seen with some of our clients who have been in these um, programs for over 10 years, right, in these policies for over 10 years, they've been able to take advantage and, like, the um, – advantage especially during like those economic downturns so the, the, that is correct you do run illustrations for the client and see if it would be beneficial for them and if it was suitable right talk to our audience what's a classic profile of a business owner is it a mom and pop with a couple employees is it 50 employee company is it 100 employees is there a profile that really fits these plans really well so ideally for the owner to take advantage of a Section 162 executive bonus plan, they would have to be a C corporation. But that doesn't mean an LLC or an S corp wouldn't be able to utilize this program. For the owner of an S corp or an LLC, because it is a pass-through to take advantage of a Section 162 plan, they would have to use it for some of their employees, someone that they do not file taxes with, right? But however, because the C-Corp has, like, people fear the double taxation, well, there are plans in place and strategies in place to show them how to take advantage of a Section 162 for themselves as the owner. So ideally, yes, C-Corps, it would benefit the owner and all the other employees that they wanted to offer it to. But at the same time, S-Corps and LLCs, it wouldn't be beneficial for the owner, but probably most beneficial for some key employees that you really wanted to bonus. I guess the silver lining of this executive bonus plan is that you can use it as a recruiting tool because you're going to get perhaps higher quality uh, hires or and or use it as a retention tool. You really want to keep those key employees who are contributing nicely to your company. And so it serves as uh, kind of a golden handcuffs, doesn't it? You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I was going to say, we've seen these many times used as golden handcuffs. And the thing is, it's beneficial on both sides, the business owner and the executive receiving the bonus, you know, because it's a policy that they can take with them if they ever decided to um, part ways, you know. But at the same time, the owner of the, uh, of the company would be the owner of that, or the payor of that policy. So, you know, it's really beneficial both ways if you want to do right by your executives, by the key person, and, and to the owner. Um, all those involved really benefit from it. I'd like to remind our listeners, we are not tax professionals. We highly recommend you talk to your CPA or your enrolled agent or your accountant to understand if these plans are suitable for your particular situation. Brian Bava, Brian is a partner with Coxie Financial, and he specializes in executive bonus plans. 
if any of our listeners have any questions, if there's any applicability and suitable for your company, give our offices a call at one triple eight plan wise. That's one eight 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 plan wise. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely, Pat. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. You all have a great day. been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of the Bay Area offices of Proxy Freedom near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat Petucci program guests and Craig Roberts are not affiliated with Proxy Freedom LLC or United Planners Financial Services unless otherwise noted on the show. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Proxy Freedom is not liable for any third-party content. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Advisory services offered through Proxy Freedom LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.